0: Amen. Thank you, uh, Nathan. What a wonderful message uh, in song. Open your Bibles again to Ezekiel chapter 22. My Sunday school lesson this morning was from uh, the book of Ezekiel and uh, the message this morning from Ezekiel chapter 37 and then uh, the message tonight, Ezekiel chapter 22. Ezekiel uh, is a prophet to Israel, uh, to the Jews uh, during the time of captivity. Now, that alone is an encouraging hope that God gives his preacher even to the Jews in and during their captivity. Uh, Folks, uh, if you lose faith in God, you can't do anything to serve God. We've got to keep faith in him. Uh, The circumstances around us cannot so distract and discourage us from our purpose in life and so God gave uh, Ezekiel uh, the prophet uh, to the Jews during the time of their captivity. In Sunday school this morning I brought a lesson about personal responsibility and there was a generation that said that we're like this because of the sins of our Fathers And Ezekiel said, no, everybody bears their own responsibility for their own behavior. He said, if you obey, I'll bless you. If you disobey, uh, you'll face uh, judgment. I'm glad today uh, that I can have the blessings of God in my life and because of personal uh, responsibility. And I think that's an important truth. I preached this morning uh, on the subject, the Valley of Dry Bones. Mission... Uh, uh, not impossible and i'm glad that it's not the preacher it's not hope in the dry bones but it's the power of the word of god that can bring those dry bones not just to life uh, but make an army uh, make a uh, uh, army of those soldiers uh, uh, that come from the dry bones made alive by his word uh, the church today is a picture of that uh, very thing Tonight, I want to preach on the benefits of the refiner's furnace. The benefits of the refiner's furnace. You see, uh, Ezekiel received several visions from the Lord, and he would get a vision that was a picture or a word picture of the condition or of the people of the Jews from Israel. In this story, uh, he sees the Jews as silver that has become impure. And he sees himself, God, as the refiner, as the refiner of the furnace for silver. God is determined that he will rid them of their impurities and mold them into his image by putting them into the refiner's furnace for the purpose of burning away the dross and the impurities. God is about to take them into judgment. Some may see that as the end, Oh, but it's not the end. it is, the, uh, it is a new beginning. for there is a difference in the fire of the referner, of the refiner's furnace and the one of judgment that Ezekiel talks about that is given in the book of Revelation to this world. There's a difference in being in the refiner's furnace and being in God's judgment of furnace where he takes away the sin from the world. I'm thankful for the refiner's fire. I don't enjoy the refiner's fire. I don't enjoy the refiner's furnace, but I am glad that when God puts me into the refiner's furnace, his purpose is to take away the impurities to make me as pure silver that's valuable uh, to him. I wrote this note in my Bible just this afternoon uh, from that verse number 18 where it talks about Israel is to me become dross. All they are brass and tin and iron and lead. Uh, the last year, I believe this is uh, correct, the last year that a quarter was pure silver was 1964. 1964, so if you have a, a quarter uh, that is 1964 or older, it's worth three or four dollars. I'll give you 50 cents for it after the service. And uh, But anyway, uh, if it's 1965, it's no longer pure silver. And as the years go along, it is less and less to the fact that it is nearly no silver at all. And it really has not the value of 25 cents. And what he is saying to the church here, what he is saying to the Jew that's in the land of Babylon, he said, I want you to be pure silver. I want to burn away the dross uh, uh, that you have received from following after uh, the ungodly and following after the heathen nations. I want to make you valuable again. Now the church, you and I, we often become mingled with the world In our thoughts, our ideas, our philosophies, our vocabulary, and our behaviors. We become alloyed with the impurities of the world and it causes us to lose value. It causes us to lose the effectiveness of our testimony for Christ. God desiring us to be pure and free from worldliness though our sins are forgiven, allows us to go into the furnaces of trials and even divine judgment for the purpose of burning away the dross. Take your Bibles and go with me tonight to the book of Titus in chapter 2. Uh, Titus in chapter 2. Here he is talking about uh, the grace of salvation, uh, but he says that grace is given not just for salvation, but for even more. Notice, if you will, in Titus 2 and verse number 11. Titus 2, verse number 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Look at it now teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts we should live soberly righteously and godly in this present world. God wants us to have God wants us to have a testimony that is clean and pure. Now hear me well, when we do not, he puts us in the furnace. He puts us in the refiner's furnace and he puts us there to burn away the dross. I don't know about you, I don't want to have to go into the refiner's furnace. I I want to work to stay away from the things that would make me impure, the things that would hinder and hurt my testimony. I want to have a testimony that's clean and pure before God. Are you with me tonight? I want to give you an interesting thought. It's not a part of the message. It was an afterthought after I had prepared the sermon. The children of Israel, of course, they are taken captive to the land of Babylon. Why, why, why were they taken from Jerusalem? What happened? Well, they began. they began to covet the things of the heathen world. They were not supposed to live for things. They were to live for God. God said, you're a peculiar nation. But they began to commit not only spiritual but physical adultery with the heathen. And so what God did, he said, if you want to enjoy the pleasures of the heathen, I'll use the heathen as the refiner's furnace. I'll give you more than you want of the world. Now I want to tell you something, be careful about getting your entertainment, getting your enjoyment, getting your pleasures up from the world because God will give you more than you want. Now you think of this, God, uh, uh, when they were in the wilderness and they weren't satisfied with the manna, they said, give us meat to eat. God said, I'll give you meat to eat, but it won't just satisfy you, it will make you sick. You'll eat it until it comes out your nostrils. That's what God said. So be careful about wanting something outside of what God provides. He and he alone is what we need. And we need to live a life that's clean and pure because of everything that we covet after over the world. God can use as a refiner's furnace uh, to purify us. Boy, after 70 years, I want to tell you, there was a crowd that said, I want to get back to Jerusalem. I've had all I want of Babylon. Can we not learn tonight from those that have gone on before us to say, if they could not dabble around in the world and not be hurt by it, I don't want to do that. I want to be clean and pure in the sight of Almighty God. That's the message of Ezekiel in chapter 22. I read this week of a a group of ladies that met in a certain city to study the Bible. And they were reading the book of Malachi. They came to Malachi chapter 3 and they came upon a statement they thought was a very interesting expression. Here's what the Bible says. Malachi 3 and verse number 3. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. The Bible says of God, he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. That group of ladies uh, pondered that statement. Uh, They talked about uh, what it meant that the uh, refiner would sit and watch uh, the work of the refining of silver. Uh, One of the ladies decided that she would visit a silversmith shop, uh, a silversmith's shop uh, in the city, and come back and report to the other ladies what she had discovered. She went to the silversmith's shop and she watched him uh, as he worked. And then she said, I'm interested in the process of what you're doing uh, to refine the silver. Could you explain the process to me? After he fully described and explained to her what he did as a refiner of silver, she asked, But sir, do you sit while the work of the refining is going on? He responded, Oh, yes, madam, I must sit with my eyes steadily fixed on the furnace. For if the time necessary for refining be exceeded in the slightest degree, the silver will be injured. The lady at once saw the beauty and the comfort of what he said and uh, uh, she, uh, it, was, it was confirmed, uh, that statement, he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. Before she left, uh, she said, may I ask one final question? And the question was, when do you know the process is complete? He said, that's simple. When I can see my own image in the silver the refining process is finished. So what does Christ want to see in me? He doesn't want to see me. He doesn't want to see the world. He wants to see himself. It's not fun to be in the furnace, but that's where these Jews were. They were in Babylon's furnace. The world thought they had conquered the child of God. And by the way, this is a most encouraging thought to me. The world had thought they had conquered the child of God. God said, you're not conquering them. I'm using you to refine them, to get them back to the place they were so they can be used again as a mighty army to spread uh, the truth. This culture and this world around us sometimes they think they'll get rid of the Christian and they'll get rid of God's church but dear friend, the furnace of this world will only separate the dross from the silver in the refining work of God. Now, the purpose of the message tonight is to say what are the benefits of the refiner's fire. Before I get to those five statements, I want to give you uh, two other introductory things. I'm taking a long time uh, to get where I'm going, but I want you to understand the importance and the work and the care of the refiner's furnace. First of all, I want to say uh, the place of the refiner's furnace is a reality, all of us, all of us can go to the refiner's furnace. You see, the silver is worthless in its impure condition. This world, this world is getting more and more hostile toward the Christian and the church today. Can't we see the need for the church to be purified in the refiner's? Furnace, don't you understand that the devil thinks he's going to stop the church? The church can't be stopped. We win all the way through till the time the trumpet sounds and he calls us home. My question is, how long? How long will we go before we recognize what's happening in our world needs to awaken the child of God and the church to the need of winning people to Christ and doing a work for God? How long can our churches sit and just go through motions of of behavior and activity and never have a fire stirred, a passion stirred in their heart to do a work for God? Do we not understand that this world is not a friend uh, to the child of God? And the reality of the furnace is there today. Oh, I don't want to wait and wait and wait. I want the things that I see not to discourage me, but to challenge me to do a work for God. The difficulty and the discomfort of the furnace is real. It is a place of fire. It is a place of, 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 of pressure, of heat that's uncomfortable. And the fire is meant to be destructive, not to the silver, but to the impurities that attach themselves to the silver. Oh, how we need for God to have our attention in this process of refining us and making us a servant for him. I was reading in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 14 as Absalom called, for Joab and Absalom wanted to see the king and Joab ignored him. He wouldn't He wouldn't answer the call of Babylon. He called him again. He said, Joab, I need to see you because I want to see the king. And then we come to the story where Absalom set the barley fields on fire of Joab and when he saw his barley fields burning, he then came running to Absalom and said, what do you need? He should have been trying to get your attention, dear friend can tell you, don't wait until your barley fields are burned. Don't wait till you lose what you have before God gets our attention. You let the least thing, the smallest thing, even the convicting whisper of the Holy Spirit scare you for the sins of the world and cause you to desire to be pure and clean, yielded to the master's service. Now the message. What are the blessings? What are the blessings? What are the benefits of the refiner's fire? What are the benefits? First of all, only metals go into the furnace. Only metals go into the furnace. Now, here's why I say that. Sometimes we, as David, in Psalm 78, look at the world and say, Why is it that I'm going through a time of trial and the world seemingly going through life enjoying their sin if i do anything outside the will of god i sense his hand of conviction and judgment but i see the world and there is no restraint of their sin or their behavior i'll tell you the difference you're silver you're worth something You see, wood, hay, and stubble, it has no value in the furnace. It's just going to burn up. It's just going to be dust. It is an encouraging thing. It is a blessing. It is a benefit that we get to go through the refiner's fire, the refiner's furnace, because he recognizes us as his child that has an ability and has, uh, 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 and has within us the Holy Spirit that we can do a work for God. God didn't put other nations in the refiner's fire. He put Israel there. He put his people there. His people that he loved. Uh, you don't spank other people's children. Well, growing up, if I misbehaved at somebody else's house, they probably would give me a whipping, and my parents do the same, but things are a little bit different now. But you see, it's a blessing that God would put me in the refiner's fire because he's saying, I love you and you're mine, you're better than that. You, you, you are mine, you belong to me. You see, the church goes through the refiner's fire. Don't you look at the world and say, I'm envious of them. That's what the psalmist did, and he lost track, and he he was confused in the difference of how they were doing and where they were going. He said, I went to the house of God, and I then learned. Oh, I want to say, if you're in the refiner's furnace tonight, don't be angry at God. Be thankful that he is your heavenly father. Be thankful that he is bringing you to a place of discipline or correction or purifying that he can use you in a better way. Second of all, the benefits of the refiner's furnace. The furnace reveals what cannot be seen before the fire. Now, I love this. The furnace reveals. It doesn't matter you, when you look at the piece of silver, you can see just the outside. But you can't see what's on the inside. You can't see. It may be just all dross on the outside. But it, when it goes into the fire and the dross begins to melt away, the silver rises to the top in the heat. And you see, it is the fire that shows us what we really are. it's the fire that takes away the dross but it is the fire that reveals the silver may i say it was in the most difficult time in the apostle paul's life And when he came to the place that he begged the Lord, Lord, take away this thorn in the flesh. Take away this messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lord, take it away. And Paul was reduced to the place that he had no strength left. He came to total weakness. And that's what the fire revealed. But he said it was in my weakness that I discovered God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. That wasn't revealed any place except in the refiner's fire. I want to say tonight if you're in the refiner's fire, have patience with God. If you're in the refiner's fire, you let God do His work because He is revealing not just to others, He is revealing to you what cannot be seen outside of the fire of the refiner's furnace. Let me give you the third thing, the third benefit of being in the refiner's fire. The personal touch of the refiner can be felt in the furnace. The personal touch. The personal touch of the refiner can be felt in the furnace. May I tell you, you've never gone through a trial alone. You have never gone through a trial that God was not there. And in the time even that God is refining us, though there may be pain and difficulty, it is there that God's hand, it is there that God's eyes are fixed upon us. Thank God for the touch of God that comes in the time of the refiners. Boy, there have been times God's worked on my life and sometimes God didn't work on your life. Just because of sin, God sometimes works in our life just to bring us to a better place, a more yielded place in our lives. There were times, boy, I tell you, to go through day after day when it seemed that there was no end to the difficulties that I faced. and all news, it was bad news. And in that time, when you call out to God, you realize how close he is. Thank God for his touch in the time of the refiner's furnace. I'll give you the fourth thing. The furnace is temporary. The benefits are eternal. I like this. Take your Bibles and go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, if you will, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I want you to notice down here in verse number 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 17. I said, The furnace is temporary. It's not meant to live there. That's where he prepares us. The benefits are eternal. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse number seventeen, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Thank God what he does in our life. To make us humble before Him, to make us hungry for Him, causes us to have a service for Him that lasts for all eternity. You see, the people that you and I win to Christ, they're eternally saved. The people that are born again because of our influence or our personal witness directly or indirectly, they're saved for all eternity. I'm glad God brings me to the place sometimes that he shows me these things are not worth living for. Live for my will. Live for my purpose. Give your days. Give your years to me in service for you see the furnace is temporary. The benefits are eternal. I'll give you this thing, number five. The benefits of the refiner's fire. After the dross is removed, the refiner is able to see his image reflected in you. But there's more to it than that. After the dross is removed, not only can the refiner... See his image. Not only can Christ see himself in us, others can see Christ in us. I've thought so many times of the three Hebrew children as they were told to bow down at the sound of the music before the image You know the story they were told and they would not bow down when they heard the music playing and they were warned again if you don't bow down we'll throw you into the fiery furnace. Now this furnace was so hot those that would get close to the furnace as they did of the three Hebrew boys their life was taken by just getting close to it and they were Told if you don't bow down, we'll throw you into the furnace. Can I tell you, I'm glad that they stood for God and their faith in God, and they were told to have uh, no other God before them, that God was to be the only God that they would love and serve and worship, so they weren't about to bow down to the golden image. Ah, but there's a part of the story that's so important to see. God doesn't show up when they're taking a stand. God is not revealed when they stand for their convictions. They have to go into the fire. And when they go into the fire, it is the king that said, did we not throw three men bound into the furnace? And lo, I see four, and the fourth is like unto the Son of God. I want to tell you, the world doesn't see Christ in us just when we take a stand. The world sees Christ in us when we go into the fire. When we go into the fire, that's when, He has revealed. I met Brother Barton after the service this morning. He and his wife and children, I had not met them before. They too lived in New York, and he told me today his testimony of salvation. He said, when I was a younger man, I was an unkind, mean individual. I would not let anybody witness to me. He said, if somebody attempted to witness to me, I would be unkind. I would would try to scare them. Don't ever talk to me about God. He said, there was a man I worked with that he witnessed to me, and he said, I was unkind to him. And I tried to scare him, and I tried to run him away. He said, every morning, he showed up with the same smile on his face. He said, for a long time it made me really mad. He said, just it made me angry. And he and he said, How am I gonna get this guy to stop this smiling and stop this talking about Jesus? Went on for some time. He changed jobs and was no longer around the fellow, and he missed him. Even though he wasn't saved. He missed the fellow. Always with the joy of the Lord. He said if there was ever a person I saw Christ in, I saw Christ in that man. He said as mean and as unkind as I could be to him, I could never take away the smile. I could never take away the joy that he expressed every morning when he came in. He said I get. I did not get saved when he witnessed to me, but that's what planted the seed of the gospel in my heart that I tried so much to get away and later I came to the place that I I trusted Christ as my savior and he changed me and he made me a new man, a new creature in Christ but the reason he did is he, he said I saw Christ I saw something in him that wasn't him it was Christ and may we tonight as we go away from this place not be offended. All the little things that come our way, offense is a offense in our lives. Is the flesh being too strong? We're supposed to die to self and let Christ live through us. The refiner's fire. After the dross is removed, not only is the refiner able to see himself, others. Can see Christ in us. If the world cannot see Christ in me tomorrow. It's probably necessary for me to go to the refiner's furnace. I don't know about you. I don't want to go to the refiner's furnace. That's why in the morning I'll open this book. And I'll hear the word of God. And I'll look into the mirror of the Word of God. And I'll say, God, I want to be in your image. I want to be. I'll spend time in prayer. Folks, can I tell you it's better to stay right with God than for the impurities to mix in our life that God has to put us in the fire? Stand with me tonight, if you will. The visions and the truths that are given in the book of Ezekiel are powerful truths. And over and over <laughs> he says that they may know that I am the Lord. He said the, the whole world, saved and lost, righteous and wicked, they're all, they're all going to know I am the Lord. You know what this world needs to see? Not us. But it needs to see Christ in us. Amen. Heavenly Father.